0: with what Paul says. How do you go after that? How do you uh, come on next? And, and this morning is, is a family service. It is our Easter service, but it's also our family service where we, we all want to be together. And we all want to learn uh, from one another and with one another. So let me say happy Easter to everyone. And uh, in the Church of Ireland, the tradition that I was brought up in, it would we would have greeted each other and said, Christ is risen, and He is risen indeed. And uh, maybe there's other traditions that had that um, that uh, expression as well. So Christ is risen. I'm glad there's a few people who want to participate. Will we try it, everybody, this, th- this time? So we're all going to have full participation, uh, and don't swallow your balloon at the same time. So Christ is risen. That's brilliant, that's brilliant. Let me start off by, say, by, by asking you a question. The last family service, Lila left three words with us. Does anybody remember what those three words were? Don't throw sweets. <laughs> anybody got any ideas? They're, they're from Ephesians. Yes? I mean Courageous, no. But we're going to leave that one today. That's okay. Be humble, be gentle, uh, and be patient. And I wasn't here that Sunday morning, but I watched it online. And over the last four weeks, I've had the privilege of trying to engage those words um, as as I've just lived out my week or my day. Because there's a pressure that comes on sometimes, isn't there, in life? And uh, no matter what age we are, uh, we all find a pressure of one form or another. And sometimes it's good just to take a step back and think, am I being humble? Remember, Shaila shared with us, the opposite of that was, does anybody remember what the opposite of being humble is? Exactly right, Martha. Be gentle. And be patient. Um, so it's a great time of celebration, isn't it? This is a great day of celebration for us. When Joanne and I got married, we had the privilege of going to Canada. Anybody here been in Canada? Hands up if you've been to Canada. A few people have. And we were had the privilege of being in Canada at Easter time. And I couldn't believe how my family who live out there, um, or extended family of ours, celebrate Easter so much. They really do know how to celebrate Easter. But for those disciples and those people who were there when all of this happened, there was a very different array of emotions, wasn't there? What were some of the emotions that was felt by by the people who stood around the cross? Were they happy or were they sad? Sad is right. What about the disciples? What? How do you think they were as they stood around the cross? Sad is right, exactly. And maybe they were also a wee bit confused. This is our king. And our king is going to give himself up to die on a cross. Tell me some other emotions that were around. Go ahead. Exactly. And David reminded of that, us that, of that this morning at our dawn service. Where we had, where Jim and Fran put on, if you weren't there. You missed a great feed, as we would say here in Northern Ireland. Um, and so there was some people actually were happy um, that, that he was dead. Who else was going to anxious because they didn't know what was going to happen next? Um, any more? I might be hungry as well, this. So, some maybe stood on in disbelief, is this really happening? Or some were confused, as I said, maybe for those, maybe for Jesus' mother and her friends. How do you think she would have felt? Anybody else but you, Amelia? <laughs> Petey? Sad, exactly right, son. Sad, maybe worried, and maybe heartbroken. As only a mother could be. And uh, and so so I want to th- I want, just want us for a moment just to think about that. While it's a, it's really a celebration for us, isn't it? Like you get loads of Easter eggs and we hear the story of Jesus about a hundred times. And if you've been following Neil all week, on the hands hands up who, who below? No, I'll well, not actually do that. Um, So have you followed Neil all week as he has brought us through the story? Wasn't that really good too? Bringing us right through uh, all the emotions of the story. But today I want us just to pick out three more words that I believe is represented in and around this story. You see, if we're going to be followers of Jesus, we don't need just to be humble and gentle and patient We do need those things, but we need some other things as well. So I'm going to suggest another three things, and maybe you'll be able to help me work out what they are. The first is seen in a man called Joseph of Arimathea. Familia? Different story. (laughs) Joseph of Arimathea. Does anybody know what he did in the story? Yes, Petey? That's exactly right. You were listening extremely well last Sunday, weren't you? And, and, and he did. He rode into, into Jerusalem on a donkey. But there's a man named Joseph, and he's mentioned in this story. And what we know about Joseph is he's a wealthy man. He's part of a very religious organization. But he followed Jesus secretly. He was interested in Jesus. But he didn't really want his friends around him to know that. Why do you think he didn't want his friends to know that? They might make fun of him, yeah. They might disown him, he might lose his credibility with those around him, and so, um, so he was afraid, wasn't he? We read the, in, in one of the translations, we were we read he was afraid and he went to Pilate after Jesus had died. He went to Pilate and asked Pilate, Can you can I have Jesus's body? Can I bring it? To my tomb. And uh, Mark chapter 15 tells us this about Joseph. Would you hear this about Joseph? I think this is really important. It says he lived with an expectancy of the kingdom to come. He had this wee bit of what is this Jesus about? And why are people giving their lives to follow him? What is it that makes this different. And so he plucked up, what did he pluck up? Because this is our first C, what did he pluck up? He plucked up some courage, that's yes, right. He plucked up some courage and he went to Pilate and he said to Pilate, can I have Jesus' body? You know, he didn't know how Pilate was going to respond that day. And he didn't know what his friends were going to think of him. And, uh, and so he didn't even know what that was going to mean for his family, this decision that he was making. What was it going to mean? How was these friends who didn't maybe like Jesus going to react? And so he plucked up courage, and that's the first C that I want to leave with you this morning. I've heard it said, courage is never present unless... Fear is present also. Courage is never needed unless fear is present also. And so um, when I was young, I'm going to go down this lane because at the risk of sounding really weird to the younger people. But when I was young, I didn't have a lot of courage in following Jesus. I was afraid of what people would think. I was afraid of what my friends might think. Oh, one of those moments. We've all been there, haven't we? We've all been there. May I let her have her say? Yeah, for a long time, it took took a long time for me to pluck up courage and say, I want to follow Jesus. I was intrigued for a long time, I followed at a distance, but then something happened one day where I plucked up enough courage and said, I'm going to follow Jesus. And I'm, pre- I'm very aware, in this room, courage looks like a different thing for all of us. Maybe courage looks differently in your workplace last week and this week. Maybe courage is, acts in a different way within your family. And, um, and so sometimes if we're going to follow this new way of Jesus, we're going to need courage. We don't need to be cool. We don't need to be cool. And we don't need to be sarcastic. Because those things are really masking what's going on down deep. We just need courage to say, I'm going to follow. And courage, I like this definition of courage. Courage is doing the right thing in the moment. And I often think of um, our young people here, and maybe courage looks different for you within a school setting. Maybe there's somebody on their own playing on their own, and they're a wee bit different. There's something different about that person. And maybe you just need enough courage to go and play and hold out a hand of friendship. Maybe courage for some of us older is going and saying sorry I got that wrong. Maybe courage is visiting someone around the corner who you've never met before. And they've never been able to get out, cross their door since the pandemic. The fear is still very much there. And so courage for us all will come in many different ways. The second group that I want to quickly look at this morning was those group of ladies Remember, we heard in the story all the disciples, or most of the disciples, had deserted Jesus. But there was this group of ladies. Amy read it for us this morning at our dawn service. There was Mary and Mary, and I think another Mary, and then Joanna and some other lady. A group of ladies who, from the moment they encountered Jesus, they didn't follow him at a distance. They were full in. They were all the way. They cared for him. They cared for the disciples. They, As Neil shared with us last week or whenever, they followed him a great distance. Neil wasn't able to tell you the distance, but because I'm a little bit more intellectual, I will tell you 120 kilometers from their home, approximately, they followed Jesus. They gave of their time, their treasure, and their talent. And even after he died, and they stood at the side of the, of, of the, the cross, they watched that horrible death. While most there were jeering and sneering, the others had abandoned, those ladies remained. They were his faithful followers and on the first day of the week we read that they went to the tomb you see they had cared for Jesus up until this point and they probably woke up that morning and thought to themselves we don't know what else to do other than go and care for him even though he's dead we're still going to care for him and so they they arrived at the tomb and he wasn't there they, they saw he wasn't there. And the next thing that we read is they turned on their heel. Is that an old expression? Turned on the heel? Like turned around? Um, and headed straight for the disciples. See, they understood the words of Mark 12 where Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to love God and love others. And I want, to see, I want you to see this. I want you to see this, that when they arrived in that tomb and Jesus wasn't there, their first thoughts were not themselves. Their first thoughts were those heartbroken, confused disciples. And they went straight to the disciples and they delivered the news. They cared for Jesus. They cared for God. And they cared for for others, and um, they were people of compassion. And compassion—the uh, definition of compassion is this: is the, un- the understanding of a problem or a suffering of another, and acting to help solve that problem or alleviate someone else's pain more than your own. That's the and so that second C is compassion that I want to leave with you. Mother Teresa had um, this quote, and uh, she was a great woman of compassion. She's renowned for it, and uh, she's going to be with us in a minute. Uh, Not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. And often our acts of compassion, and boys and girls, I want you to hear this, And you see, if if there's an adult sitting beside you and they're sleeping, could you give them a wee nudge? But let's all hear this together because it's the small things that we do that oftentimes leaves the greatest impression. It's not the big fancy acts. And so we all can be involved. In compassion, and the third part of this story that I want to end with, my third C, is found in this name, in this guy named Peter. He's one of those guys. He's marmite. You either love him or you don't love him. I don't want to say you hate him, but you don't love him. And Peter's brash and bold all through the story and all through the life of Jesus. From he's followed him. He's the man who's. took out his dagger and cut off one of the ears of the soldiers. And he wants to defend Jesus. He wants to do everything. And he's one of these who has abandoned Jesus. And I don't think he abandoned Jesus because he didn't love him. He abandoned probably because he just didn't understand. He just didn't give himself time to listen to what Jesus was saying and the women came to him and he was confused we read he was confused and he didn't believe and he didn't see it with his own eyes and so he he um so it wasn't good enough for him just to hear the stories of those faithful ladies he it wasn't good enough he had to go and see himself. He had to investigate himself. He was one of those people who question everything. And so I'm a daddy, and, um, and some of us in this room are parents, and um, I-, I promised I wouldn't mention his name, my son's name, um, but he asks me a lot of questions. And um, And that might sound really nice, so it is, but so it does, but if you're in the middle of trying to fix something, put something together, or do something, your son asking you every question about how everything works, after a while, you do have to repent for saying, son, would you go and keep quiet for a minute? We've moved on now a little bit because we're five. And it's not alone ask the questions. He is now to the point where he wants to see it with his own eyes. So if it's a message, show me the message. If it's whatever, I want to see it with my own eyes. Prove it to me, daddy. Daddy. And this questioning that Peter lived with caused him to act. It caused him to run to the tomb. It caused him not alone just to stand at the outside of the tomb, but we read it caused him to go into the tomb. When John stood back, he went on in. And uh, he lived with a sense of curiosity. Now, with our children over the years, I don't know. I hope I don't do this. But there is probably a high possibility that I will because I'm not engaging patients a lot at times. But you tell your son, in my case, be quiet. Stop asking questions. Stop. Stop. We dull down that sense of curiosity within them. And unfortunately, within church circles, we've done the same. If you ask questions, you could be classed as a heretic. If you want to know more, why do you not just take the person at the front's point of view? Why ask questions? And so, curiosity, I think, if we're going to live out this new way of Jesus, there needs to rise within us the sense of curiosity. Hands up who in the room knows the greatest scientist of all. Albert Einstein is classed as one of the greatest scientists of them all. And today we live with a lot of our understanding of stuff because of this man. And this is what he said. I have no special talents. I am only passionately curious. Ask questions. You can never ask too many questions. He said, he he called curiosity a miracle within each one of us all. That ability to question for more. And so I suppose I just really want to leave us with those three thoughts today as we think about Jesus. We think about following this new way of Jesus. Because if you're going to follow Jesus, let me tell you, no matter what age we are and how far we are on in the journey, whether we're at the start or whether we're well into the journey, whether we're young or whether we're old, whether we're in employment or in education or retired, you're going to need courage. You're going to need courage. If you're going to, to show the ways of Jesus and represent them to a lost world around you, we need to stir up compassion, just like these ladies who were there with him all the way through. And then we need to live with this sense of curiosity. No one person knows it all. No one person knows it all. And I think to the day I die, I think I'm going to be learning more and more and more about Jesus. Ephesians encourages us that there is mysteries to be known. That God wants to reveal to each one of us. That doesn't matter what age you are. Isn't that right, Bella? That's exactly true. There's mysteries God wants to reveal to each one of us. Whether we're young, middle-aged, or older. And so, Let me leave you with those three words, and hopefully we'll remember them. Courage, compassion, and curiosity. The band's going to come, and we're going to sing out with a couple of songs and continue to celebrate.